It seemed that you wanted to have my, my mother as your neighbor. You could take her for all I care. I'll just say, have a good time. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Mr. A+. Today, I'll be listening to some of your, your voice messages through Instagram. And here to help me with that is my producer, Mandy. Hello, Mandy. Hello, Michael. How are you? I'm good. I'm doing well, thanks. And you? I'm doing fabulous and even more fabulous when I heard the exciting news from last week's episode that you have a starring role in a new series, is it, or is it a film? Yeah, it's, it's a series, not a film. It's a series and it's called Austin and you're playing the lead role of Austin. Congratulations. Thanks. Thanks, Maddie. Although technically I'm playing the title character. Okay, the title character. But it's a big role. I suppose, but I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah, I imagine you are. Now, I know that you don't have too many details about it at this stage, do you? No, I don't, unfortunately. Well, I think it's still in that sort of pre-production stage where they have a few things to work out, but it's sounding so promising, Michael. That it does. And does that mean you have to go to the UK to film it? Yes, potentially. Oh, my goodness. There is so much excitement right now. Yeah. What are you most looking forward to about it? The whole experience. Are you worried about remembering your lines? I'll do my best. I'm sure you'll be fantastic. Well, I know that a lot of people on Instagram and around the world are very, very excited to hear that you will once again be on their TV screen. So congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Now, speaking of people around the world, there are so many people that have sent you incredible voice messages. Do you Mm want to hear them? Yes, please. Let's get to it. The first one is from Charlie Atkins. What's it like having the best character in the world. Hello, Charlie. To answer your question, it's pretty great, actually. It's a little bit hard to um, to answer, to be honest. I, I imagine it would be hard to answer because you're just being you, right? Yeah, I'm just being myself. Not, nothing out of the ordinary. Well, I think people think you're pretty extraordinary. All right. Well, thank you, Charlie, for your message. Thank you, Charlie. Let's go to number two. Hey, Michael. I hope you all... This is Ashley speaking, all the way from South Africa. Um, my mom and I are huge fans, um, so I really hope you, uh, you answer this voice message. What I wanted to ask today was if you would ever see yourself having kids, and if you do want kids, how many, and I'd love to know some name ideas. Um, anyways, hope you have a good one. Hello, Ashley from South Africa. Thanks for your message. Um, to answer your question, um, I don't really see myself having kids. I never pictured myself being a father, to be honest. Why is that, Michael? Because I just don't want the expenses. And the other thing is, other people believe that I would make a great father. That's true, but I don't really want to be a parent. That's your choice. If I have have kids, my partner will, will expect me to turn down roles just so I can be a parent to her kids. Ah, so are you worried that your career will take a big hit if you become a father? Yes. Uh-huh. Some people make it work, even though they have challenging careers. But also, I'd be absent from home frequently. Okay. 
You know what? It's your choice and you don't have to make mm. a choice that uh, society wants you to make. You can make a choice that you want to make. But also, I'd have to find someone who doesn't want children either. Do you know I have quite a few girlfriends that don't want children? Oh, that's surprising. It's not in everybody's plan. No. Well, there you go. Thanks, Ashley. Next one. Hey, Michael. I just want to know, what is your favourite flag, country flag, and why? It could have to do with the colour scheme, um, the symbols on it, if you like stars, things like that. Okay, bye. Hello, Mads. Thank you for your message. To answer your question, I don't have one specific favourite flag, but there are several that I'm quite a fan of. The Australian flag, the British flag, the German flag, the flag of the European Union, even the um, LGBT community flag. That's a beautiful flag. That's the rainbow flag, right? Yeah, that's right. Why do you like those flags, Michael? Well, it's because I'm in support of um, Europe and Great Britain. And I'm also an ally of the LGBT community. And having one of those desk flags is proof that that I support it. Well, let's go to our next one. Yep. Yo, can you give me a shout out on the podcast? That's my question. That's from Jesse Hackman. He just wants a shout out. Hello, Jesse Hackman. How are you doing? <laughs> I hope you're doing well, and I also wish you the best of luck with wherever your life will take you. But stay true to yourself. Great advice. Next, we're going all the way to Scotland. Ah. Hi, Michael. My name is Tammy from Glasgow. My question is, for your podcast, which I think is fabulous, what has a girl done on a first date which has impressed you most thank you and keep up the good work michael bye huh <laughs> did you understand her accent i could tell that was scottish but i couldn't really quite understand because it was very thick yes so tammy from glasgow has asked what has a girl done on a first date that has really impressed you hello tammy from glasgow thank you for your message you have a great accent by the way um, to answer your question, um, something that a girl would have, that has done on a first date that has impressed me would be um, enjoying my company. So laughing? Well, yeah, that's what, one of them. And just being comfortable in my presence. Just feeling calm and relaxed. Smiling. Yeah. Well, Tammy, thank you so much for that one. Thank you, Tammy. Now we're going to the US. Hi, Michael. Uh, my name is Catherine. And... I'm from uh, the United States. I live in Atlanta, Georgia. I am a teacher and I was wondering what advice would you give to teachers to help them support their students who are neurodivergent? Um, I'm a huge fan. I'm loving the podcast and um, just thanks for always being you and making me smile too. Now, Michael, there's another question from someone else about this same thing. So I'll play you that one and maybe you can answer both Catherine and Joe's question. Here it is. Hi, Michael. What a fantastic idea. I love the idea of you asking for voice messages. It's so much more personal. So um, my name's Joe. I'm an educator. I've been a teacher for many, many years and now I work as a as a holistic educator with one-on-one with kids. <clears throat> and I'd really like to know... What was something that teachers did well for you 
to help you feel connected to learning, to help you feel like you were successful and achieving in your learning. That's something that many, many teachers could learn from. Hello, Catherine. Hello, Joe. To answer your questions, well, let's just say that um, I had a teacher's aide in the classroom. Um, well, the teacher did. The teacher's aide was helping me um, understand it in a way that I would be able to. They explained it to me when the teacher was focused on the rest of the class because I was learning things differently to the other students. People were taking the time to sit with you and go through things at a, at a different pace for you, at your pace, yeah? Yeah, that's right. So I didn't really have um, many special needs in school. Just the teachers there was, was pretty helpful. Well, I'm sure that Joe and Catherine will take something away from that. Yeah. Thank you, Catherine, and thank you, Joe. This is a bit of a funny one. Are you ready? Okay. Hey, Michael. Um, I was just wondering what it's like being an absolute certified GOAT. You are literally the best person I've ever seen in my life. That's from Ian Peters. Do you know what a GOAT is? Nope. GOAT stands for, you ready? Greatest of all time. (laughs) Hello, Mr. Ian Peters. Thanks for your message. To answer your question, uh, I wouldn't go so far as to call myself the greatest of all time. I'm just another human being like everybody else. Maybe you should do a goat impersonation. No, I'm not doing that. Have you seen those goats that scream on the internet? Yes, I have. They're quite funny. I don't do goats. All right, this is a goat-free zone. Sorry, Ian. Next. Okay, Mr. A+, I was just wondering, is ketchup a smoothie? Think about it. And I'm from Nashville, Tennessee. Howdy. Hello, Colin from Nashville. Thanks for your message. To answer your question... Ketchup is not a smoothie. It's a sauce that people use to put on food. (laughs) Everyone knows that. I think his point is when you take a fruit or a vegetable and you smash it up and drink it, it's a smoothie. And tomato ketchup, or sauce as we call it here in Australia, is kind of the same thing. I don't think so. It's a lot thicker than smoothies. Yeah, good point. Thank you, Colin. go to Chicago. Hi, Michael. This is Megan from Chicago. I was wondering, what is your favorite Rick and Morty episode? I'd love to know. Have a great day. Hello, Megan from Chicago. My favorite Rick and Morty episode was the Pickle Rick episode, but I actually stopped watching Rick and Morty last year because I got into the Big Bang Theory and because I'm not really a fan of adult animation. And Pickle Rick, is he a pickle? For one episode, he was, yeah. He turned himself into a pickle just to get out of a session of therapy. (laughs) What did that mean? Did he have to just roll around? Well, as a pickle, he couldn't do much. (laughs) Um, In that same episode, Rick explained why he he didn't want to go to therapy. 
May I do the impersonation of what he said? Yes, please. Because I don't respect therapy. Because I'm a scientist. Because I invent, transform, create, and destroy for a living. And when I don't like something about the world, I change it. And I don't think going to a random office in a strip mall to listen to some agent of average and just explain which words mean which feelings has ever helped anyone do anything. I think it's helped a lot of people get comfortable and stop panicking, which is a state of mind that we value in the animals we eat, but not something I want for myself. I'm not a cow. I'm a pickle. When I feel like it. So... You're asked. <laughs> Great pickle Rick impersonation, Michael. Thank you, Megan, from Chicago. Take care of yourself. Let's stay in America. Hi, Michael. This is Kelly from Newport Beach, California. I was wondering if you were open to dating older women. Hello, Kelly from Newport, California. Thanks for your message. To answer your question... Yes, I am open to dating older women, but preferably in her 30s. Because how old are you now? 28. Yeah. So what's the maximum um, age difference do you reckon you'd go for? Maximum five years. Yep. I can't do above that. I prefer older women for a reason. Why is that? This is my opinion and my opinion only. So people are gonna are inclined to disagree. Anyone under the age of 25 is still a girl. Girls in their mid to late 20s are still going through their transformation into a woman. But when a woman is in her 30s, that's when her transformation is complete. Is it the same for men? Yeah, I would say so. So you're not quite quite a man yet, or you are? Not fully yet. Here's the thing. Women have maturity. Girls do not. So you're looking for someone mature? Yes, exactly. Someone who is ready to commit and, and settle down. Not somebody who just wants to have a good time for, just, because it's, just because it suits her. Do you think Kelly was asking for herself, maybe? I think so. Maybe. Thank you, Kelly. Thanks for your time. Hi, Michael. I'm Sophie and I'm from Plymouth in England and I'd like to know what is your favourite animal? <laughs> also, I love your podcast, by the way. Hello, Sophie from Plymouth, England. Thank you for your message. And to answer your question, my favourite animal would be lions and tigers. They're my top favourite animals. But there's more. There's Tasmanian devils, snow leopards, jaguars. In fact, all members of the cat family. Yeah, cats are your thing, aren't they? Yep. And are you a Leo? No, Pisces. Ah, I thought maybe you would be a Leo because you loved the cats. I'm not really a fan of dogs. I never was. All right, do you want to move on? Let's do another one. All right, let's stay on that side of the world. This is from Ireland. Hi, Michael. My name is Claire and I'm from Northern Ireland. And I have to say, when I watched Love on the Spectrum, you were my favourite person on the show by far. So thanks for being awesome. My question is, would you like to come to Northern Ireland and have a little tour around with me and my fiancé, Josh? Because we'd love to show you around. Bye. Hello, Claire and Josh from Northern Ireland. To answer your question, I'm not sure at this stage. If I was to go overseas, I need to make sure that I'm, that I'm being safe. Okay, so let's just for a second imagine that you're completely safe. If you yeah. were to go to England, can you imagine yourself maybe going over to Ireland? What do you know about Ireland? All I know is that um, Irish people are very passionate about their culture and they could go on about it for hours. <laughs> and they love drinking, similar to the Scottish. Yeah, and the Australians. Oh, yeah, that... And they do love telling yarns like Australians. The Irish are great at telling yarns, telling good stories and good jokes. Yeah, they, all three of them have, have that in common. Well, you never know. You might be able to go over to Ireland and meet Claire and Josh and some leprechauns one day. Who knows? Have you ever met a leprechaun before? Nope. I don't think that's possible. 
<laughs> I thought I was going to trick you there. Yeah, you, you keep working on that. Hola, Michael. Te saludo desde Guatemala. No sabes lo que me encanta escuchar tu podcast y verte en, el, en la serie de Netflix. All right. Now, that was in Spanish, so I don't expect you to understand it. It was from a woman called La Andrieta, who's in Guatemala. But you know what I did? What? I translated it for you. Uh. So, La Andrieta says, I greet you from Guatemala. I love listening to your podcast and seeing you on the Netflix series. Hola, La Andrieta. Thank you very much for your message. It was very beautiful. Thank you. I'd like to say, Spanish is beautiful. Next. Hi, Michael. My name is Kristen. I do social skills classes for teens that are on the spectrum. And I'm actually working with one teenage boy right now that's really struggling relating to his neurotypical siblings. And they have a blended family of siblings and step-siblings. And it's just been really challenging for him to assimilate in that way. I was just wondering if you could share any of your words of wisdom. Hello, Kristen. Thanks for your message. To answer your question, I don't really consider myself close with my siblings, but I just treat them in a very loving manner. I also still care for them and I would do anything for them. So is there any reasons why you're not close with them, Michael, do you think? I just never really felt that, that kind of closeness. Yeah. I just never did. Are you the eldest? Yep, eldest, yeah. To be honest, my brother and sister were the ones who kept playing games with each other. But the thing is, I was too reserved. And I was off in my own world a lot. I guess family dinner is a great time to communicate with siblings. Yeah, family dinner is one of the best times, yeah. We often talked a lot during, during dinners and it led to debates too. Oh, debates are good. They get heated sometimes with family members, don't they? Yes, I know. <laughs> You're rolling your eyes. But that's because we've been, I've been dealing with heaps of that. Yeah, well, that's families for you. But personally, I'd rather just eat in peace. What would your final piece of advice there be? Don't, don't worry about it too much. Just find some activities to do with them. And put yourself in a situation where you're comfortable in. Just try to mingle with them. You don't really have to do lots and lots of activities with them because you can still um, love them and look out for them. Just always be there for them. Good one. If you had to take three things to a deserted island, what would they be and why? That's Jack, and he wants to know what three things you would take to a deserted island. Hello, Jack. Um, thanks for your message. To answer your question, the three things I would take would be several and many bo bottles of water and a whole bushel of green apples and also lifetime supply of um, sunscreen. Well, there's three very practical things to take to a desert island. Yeah. Water, apples and sunscreen. Then I'd be left in peace. You'd be left in peace on the island with your apples and water. And water. Yep. Do you reckon you'd get sick of apples? Nah, apples are a superfood. Perfect. Thank you, Jack. Thanks for your time. Hi, Michael. My name's Michelle, and I was wondering if you would come to San Diego to go on a date with me. Hello, Michelle from San Diego. Thanks for your message. That sounds a little bit far-fetched, don't you think? <laughs> I would be asking who's paying for the flight. And the question is, would it be safe enough? So is that a no? Yep, I'm afraid so. I mean, look, you're the kind of guy that likes to get to know someone, aren't you? Slowly. Yeah, because I need a, an emotional connection with someone first. Yep. 
that's absolutely fair enough. But you do have admirers all over the world by the sounds of it. But these girls can have a crush on me all they want, but only the right woman will be lucky enough to be with me. Correct. And even if I meet a girl, there's no guarantee that we're going to hit things off. It's true. Takes time, doesn't it? Yep. Well, let's stay in California now because Molly's got one for you. Hi, Michael. My name is Molly and I live in Redding, California. And I just wanted to let you know that you are a delight and an inspiration to so many people who I know. And thank you for the work that you do. And also a big shout out to your mom. I wished I could have her as my next door neighbor. She's also very wonderful. Thank you. Molly from California wants to live next door to your mom. Hello, Molly from California. Thanks for your mes- message. And to answer your question, considering that you want to have my mo- my mother as your neighbor, you can take her for all I care. <laughs> Sometimes we're going to make a joke at, at our parents' expense. Yeah, I know. I know you're only joking. You'd miss your mom. You'd miss her cooking. My mother's not the only good cook in the world. Imagine if your mom just got up one day and went, I'm going to live next door to Molly in San Diego. I'll just say, have a good time. <laughs> Ah, good stuff. Thank you, Molly. (laughs) Thanks, Molly. (laughs) Oh, boy. Hey, Michael. Huge fan of the show. Um, I'm just wondering if I could get some advice for my younger brother who's starting university now in September. He is on the spectrum also. And I'm just wondering if you could give him some advice for uni life, for a more independent life um, away from home. So, yeah, that would be great. Thank you so much. Massive fan. Much love here from Ireland. Take care. Hello, Gemma from Ireland. Um, Thanks for your message. To answer your question, the best advice I can give you to give him is um, just be in regular contact with your family, you know, by FaceTime or phone call or even sometimes when you have the time, go and drive up and visit them. Also, with being independently, um, maybe take... Take it through baby steps. Don't jump in the deep end. Just start off small and just work your way up. Great advice. But also, I've never been to university. You do want to live out of home, though, one day, don't you? Yes, of course. So it's a bit the same thing. When you move out of your um, parental home, you'll have to do a lot for yourself, like cook and clean and wash and iron and all those things. Yes, but my, my house won't be as big as this one. But you're right. I think the FaceTime is a great idea. So thank you, Gemma. Wish your brother the best of luck on on my behalf. He'll be fine. Now to Leanne in South Africa. Mr. A+, this is Leanne from South Africa. Um, I absolutely loved you on Love on the Spectrum. And I was wondering if you are still in contact with any of the castmates or have made contact with anyone either in the Australian season or in the American one. Thanks. Bye. Hello, Leanne from South Africa. Thanks for your message. To answer your question, I'm not in contact with anybody from the American version of Love on the Spectrum because I don't know any of them. With the, with the Australian version, I'm not really in contact with any of the cast members except for Rosie. But you do speak to Jodie, don't you? The um... Yeah, relationship expert. She and I keep in touch like once a month. All right, if you have to name one person to meet who's currently on TV on any show, who would it be? Probably Jim Carrey. Good choice. Because he's a very funny man and he's an inspiration. And what he says is just funny. He's got great facial expressions. He certainly does. A bit like you. You've got great facial expressions. Yeah, except Jim Carrey and I are are funnier than both my parents. (laughs) 
Okay. As Jim Carrey would, would say, but this is to my mother. Congratulations on your oh so temporary sense of superiority. <laughs> your mum's gonna freak out when she hears that. <laughs> yeah, who cares? <laughs> All right, this next one's a little closer to home. It's from Wollongong. My name is Jessica and I'm from Wollongong. I'm a big fan. We often see you around Wollongong. Really love what you do. My son has autism and um, is obsessed with numbers. He's got a real talent with numbers. Um, I was just wondering if you experienced that growing up or if you have that now where you have a real passion for something like trains, cars, numbers. Um, If there was something when you were a child did you really, really love and obsess over um, and did you carry that into adulthood? Hello, Jessica from Wollongong. Thank you for your message. Um, And to answer your question... Yes, I do have a fascination with numbers, but I don't know why. There is an obsession from childhood that has carried on into, into adulthood, and that's Thomas the Tank Engine, and railways as well. I just found it so difficult to grow out of it, because my love for it was too powerful. That's all right. I don't think you need to. No. Can I ask you something, Michael? You often remember dates. You remember dates really well. You remember dates that people died, and dates that people were born, and all sorts of crazy dates. Has that been something that you've always been able to do since you were young? Yeah, since I was like 14. Do you have to commit them to your memory or they just stay there? They just stick in the brain. Yeah. Thank you, Jessica from Wollongong. There's a chance I might bump into you someday. Who knows? Who knows? Hello there. This is Alexandra Henshaw. I hail from a small little town called Warrington, Virginia in the United States of America. My question for you is what is your favorite German dish? Mine's Jaeger schnitzel. Hope you have a great day. Hello, Alexandra from Virginia in the US. Thanks for your message. And to answer your question, my favorite German dish would be, <sighs> that's a bit of a tough one. Sometimes it's pork knuckle. Sometimes it's bratwurst, weisswurst, kranskis, mashed potato, sauerkraut. What about black forest cake? That's a nice dessert as well. Have you ever had a Jaeger schnitzel? No, I haven't. I don't really order schnitzels from German restaurants because my mother makes schnitzel all the time. Yeah, but I wonder what a Jaeger schnitzel is. I don't even know. Let me look it up. Yeah, you do that. It's a pork or veal schnitzel with a mushroom sauce topped with bacon. Perfect for Oktoberfest. Oh, I've never really been to Oktoberfest, but I would love to, though. Yeah, you'll get all the food and the beer then. Wunderbar. Yum. Now I feel like schnitzel. Thank you, Alexandra. All right, now we dip down to New Zealand. Hey, Michael. Charlie and Phoebe here from New Zealand. We just were wondering if you've ever been to New Zealand or if you'd ever like to come here. Love your work, Mr. A+. See ya. Hello, Charlie. Hello, Phoebe from New Zealand. Thank you for your message. And to answer your question, I haven't been to New Zealand at all, but I've heard that it seems very beautiful there and it seems like a very intriguing place to visit. So I guess you could say that I do have some interest in going there. The Maori culture is beautiful there. Not to mention all the flora and fauna too. Okay, this is B or Beatrice. Hi, Michael. I love you so much. I'm a huge fan of yours. My name is Beatrice. I I am originally from Paraguay, but now I'm residing in Uruguay. My city is Montevideo. 
And I tell you this because I know how you love your countries. I wanted to ask you, what advice would you give to people out of the spectrum to make people in the spectrum's lives easier? I love you so much. I hope you hear this. Hello, Beatrice from Uruguay. And to answer your question, all I, can, all I have for you is um, maybe just make people on the spectrum feel welcome and remind them that they, f that they are loved because they're no different to everybody else. They just learn things differently. They want mm. to be loved too. And even I do. Just be accepting. I think that's lovely and it's a great place to finish the podcast. Thank you, Beatrice. Can I just say, Michael, you've had messages from South Africa, Paraguay, Guatemala, Scotland, America, so many different places around the world. It's really quite fantastic to hear so many different voices. It is, yeah, and also quite surprising too. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for your time today. I appreciate it. That's all we got time for today, folks. But in the meantime, stay tuned for the next episode that we do. Take care of yourselves. Thank you, everyone. And thank you, Mandy. Thanks, Michael. Ciao.